Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Cougar Sports with Ben Criddle on ESPN 960. And it's time for Keeping Up with the Cougars. Brought to you by DentalProsOfUtah.com. Welcome back, Cougar Sports ESPN 960. This is Cougar Country. I'm Ben Criddle broadcasting live from our Wasatch Medical Clinic, WasatchMedicalClinic.com studios. It is time for a Keeping Up with the Cougars. Going to welcome in a former BYU grade, a legend, to discuss some hoop, some uh, Cougars and the pros in this segment as well. Darnell Dixon by my side, Gavin Lee on the social, Bryce Larson behind the glass. Uh, this segment's brought to you by Dental Pros of Utah, DentalProsOfUtah.com. If you've been told you need a filling, crown, root canal, just get a second opinion at Dental Pros of Utah. In American Fork, they utilize the best biomimetic techniques, minimally invasive techniques, to rebuild your teeth layer by layer so you don't have to settle for fake teeth later on in life. Contact them today. Check out their Google reviews. You will not be disappointed. All right, let's welcome in the six foot ten, 240-pounder at a Lone Peak High School, former BYU grade. Uh, got the invite to the NBA League uh, next up game. Let's welcome in Eric Mika. What's up, Eric? How the heck are you, man? Hey, Ben. I'm doing great, man. How are you? Good, man. Uh, congrats on the invite, and uh, I'm excited that you get Thank to come you. home and ball out in front of uh, Cougar Nation, man. How's it feel? Uh, you know, I'm excited. It's, it's also fun um, because last time I was in Utah to play, um, we actually had some really bad weather when I was in town to play with the star against the Stars. Um can you guys still hear me? Or yeah, I, I can out? hear you. Do you got me? Can you hear okay. me? Yeah, yeah. I, I lost you guys for a second. But, yeah, we were in town um, in, I think, the end of November, and we had about 100 people that were planning on coming between family and friends. We had all these tickets reserved from the team. My parents got a bunch of tickets for family, and um, unfortunately there was, like, a big storm, like, literally right as everyone started trying to um, – get up to Salt Lake to watch that game. So it'll it'll be kind of fun to have uh, another chance to have family and friends watch me play in person because, you know, a lot of them haven't been able to, uh, you know, just f- casually fly over to Europe to watch me play when I've been there or to China or my short stint with the, with the Kings. So um, I'm really excited, really honored. There's a lot of good players in the G League. Um, it'll be fun to be alongside the young guys from McKnight. And, um, yeah, it's... It, it's really going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. How has this season gone for you this year with Ignite? What has uh, been different? What has uh, what have you learned about your game uh, this season? Well, you know, it's been it's been different. Um, my role's been different 
from any other year um, just because I'm playing with a lot of young guys that don't have tons of professional experience. They're all super raw and, and young in their career, but with extremely high ceilings. Um, and so it's it's been a different role because I'm one of the older guys. You know, this is like the first year where majority of the team is younger than me um, and, and being my sixth year. Uh, so that, that's been fun for me. And, and then on the court, you know, it's been different because I've been more of a facilitator. I mean, I don't know if I've ever gotten the ball as much as I do um, outside of the paint um, than, than, than this year. And, you know, they give me the ball in the middle a lot and just kind of let me run the offense and, and decide where it goes, swing the ball, make a lot of passes. And uh, that's, that's been cool too. Cause you know, when I was with the Kings and, um, you know, I was trying to pick the brain of Luke Walton on what I could do to be a better player, to, to give myself more of a shot in the league or, or really just to play better wherever I ended up. Um, you know, he told me number one, being such a good screen setter, I needed to figure out how to turn that into playmaking. And he said, you can do that one of two ways. You can either become a really good shooter, you know, like a pick and pop guy or a short roll guy, or you can become a better passer. Um, I do think I've improved in both those fields. Um, but I'm not, you know, I'm not putting up threes still. Cause I, I just think there's other ways I can contribute and, and we have a lot of good shooters already. Um, and so I've been passing the ball. I've, um, gotten the ball a lot and, and been able to showcase that part of my game and the improvements I've made over the last couple of years, which has been really, really fun. Oh, I mean, you look at the efficiency, right? You mentioned you're not shooting threes. Yeah, there's no, you're, you're not putting up any threes, right? Uh, but you're finding right. so many other ways to make impacts, and the efficiency is what kind of blows me away. When you are taking shots, when you when when you decide that you're going to dictate your game in a certain way, you're making a huge impact, and that's why we've seen, uh, you know, statistically, just this this gradual improvement. Wherever you go, whether you're you're with uh, JL Borg or a Partizan or with the Stockton Kings or getting called up with the Sacramento Kings, you're making an impact wherever you go. And I think that that's intriguing. Like from when you started this professional basketball, uh, this this uh, this career, right? When you left BYU to present day, what have you learned about just this professional basketball world and the nuances and and the kind of the luck that that is also intertwined with it finding yourself in the right spot at the right time with the right coaching For staff sure, and the yeah. right team no it's huge so, like luck plays a big part of it i was talking last night after our game we're in austin playing the the spurs gb team um the austin spurs and you know I, I i just had this conversation with the guy last night he played 17 years in europe his name mm-hmm. is keith langford played at kansas i mean like a legendary European player. And, you know, I, I've only played four years over there, but he agreed with everything I was saying, which is you, you got to get lucky over there to have a, like a long and successful career because there's just, you know, over there also in the States, wherever you're playing, you know, it's tough to stay healthy and it's tough to control, you know, what your coach is like. It's tough to control the other injuries on your team. You know, it's tough to control how the other teams are playing. There's just so many things that you can't control personally that that make it really hard to have a long and successful, quote-unquote, successful career, you know. Um, And so really, uh, you have to be a little bit lucky uh, to end up in spots where 
you know, the, to- the, the coach rocks with you and everyone stays healthy and you play, you fit in the offense and, and you're making shots and, um, you know, your living situation is good. The money's on time, like things like that, you know, everything has to fall into place. And so, you know, being in year six and being on, on good teams every single year, I, I definitely feel uh, grateful for, for that. And, and being on the Ignite team has been a, a super surreal experience. Um, just being with these young guys, being with uh, a really good and experienced coaching staff and being connected with the NBA, you know, the, the president of the G League, Sharif, is, is around us all the time. You know, he was just at our game in L.A. He's coming to visit us in Vegas all the time, so just making these these connections and building my basketball network has, has even just that has made this year worth it. Eric, you left college basketball before things got kind of crazy with the NIL and with mm-hmm. uh, the transfer portal. How do you feel like that may have influenced your decisions as a college player? Because I feel like now it's it's a little more complicated to be a college basketball player. You have a lot more options do you feel like that, that yeah. if you had existed and played during that era, that might have changed the way that you approached your career? Uh, yeah, you know, I haven't given that tons of thought. Um, and the reason being, it's just so messy and, and confusing. Like, I, I don't even, I don't, I, I honestly feel bad for the, a lot of these guys that, you know, are bouncing from team to team, um, that are being promised things that aren't delivered. And I, I just think it'd be really, really hard to navigate. I think, like, even with all the NIL stuff, with the transfer portal, with, with everything going on, um, BYU is, is still such a good landing spot for anyone. And, and I think, I don't know if anything would have changed um, my direction from going to BYU just because, you know, that's where my whole family went, it's who I grew up cheering for. It's, you know, faces I, I knew and, and recognized and trusted from, from a young age. And, you know, now they're going into the Big 12, which is going to be such an unreal opportunity for, for everyone involved. Um, so I, I don't know if it would have changed, necessarily changed anything I did, um, but I really can't say because it's it just, it's so different and I'm not in it now. I just think it'd be it'd be hard to navigate, but hopefully BYU finds a way, which I'm sure they will with between the administrative side and and Pope and his coaching staff, I'm sure they're going to find a way or continue to find ways to take advantage and, and get the right guys in there. Yeah, Eric, I think you would have negotiated it fine because when you were in high school at Lone Peak, you and TJ and Nick would have gotten some NIL deals. I'm sure Quincy could have found something for you guys. Oh, yeah. I mean, Peak, right? that, that part that part would have been great. I think it would have yeah. been a lot of fun just being so connected already to the mm-hmm. to the community. Like we were, you know, we were ready to, to go there when we were – all 10 years old or maybe even younger in TJ and Nick's case. So uh, that, that would have been great. I think there would have been awesome NIL opportunities, but yeah, for the, for the rest of it, the politics and, and uh, uh, all the, all the kind of funny business that, that would have been hard to navigate for sure. Eric Meek, a former BYU great here on the line, talking some Cougar sports as well as uh, his career uh, in the, uh, in the NBA overseas and in the G league. I was looking at the roster, Eric, Going to be a, a, a really cool uh, cast here. Frank Jackson going to be on the squad. Uh, yep, I saw Mac yep. McClung. We were pretty close to getting Mac when he transferred. Uh, ended up at Texas Tech. But, uh, you know, I, yep. I would like to know. You should ask me, hey, hey, how close were was BYU getting you? I know Mac was, uh, I, was at least. Go ahead. 
Yeah, I, well, I was going to say, I actually played with him this summer um, with Team USA. He was on the selection team with me um, when we played against, uh, that would have been Uruguay, Vegas, and then we went down to Colombia. Yeah. And I, I did ask him. Um, I said, wasn't it BYU in your top three? And, and, and he had nothing but good things to say. Like, he, he said he really did, like, I don't know if he went to Provo to visit or if it was all just over phone and Skype. I'm, I, I don't remember that part, the particulars, but he did have nothing but good things to say about, about Pope and his staff. And, and he was serious. I mean, I think where he ended up going to Texas Tech, right? Yeah. Or was it A&M? Yeah, Texas, Texas Tech. Tech. Yep. I, I think he just um, just really felt like he fit in there and, and, you know, who wouldn't? It's a great place to go. But he, he definitely liked everything he he experienced with uh, with BYU, which look, is cool. You know, it was cool to hear that. Yeah, it is cool. You know, you, you always uh, one thing I've I've noticed about Mark right is he swings big. He has swung really big in the transfer sure. portal, and and you, he's leaving no stone unturned. And and I love that competitive fire that he brings in the recruiting world of things. Uh, and 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 so from your perspective. You know, from you know, from a distance, how would you evaluate you know Mark Pope, the staff, and and what they're trying to accomplish in this new era of college basketball? Well, yeah, I mean, I totally agree that that he leaves no stone unturned, and and that just kind of goes to show who he is as a coach and as a person. Like he is, he's going to do everything in his power to get things done. Like there, you know. A lot of people say like, "Hey, no one's gonna outwork me," but no one means it like like Pope does, and and that's why I know that, you know, even if they've lost a couple games, you know, some heartbreakers this year, they're they're in the right place. They have the right guy at the forefront because he really works like nobody else, um, like nobody else I know. So he, he he's great. Um, I think he's only going to continue to to get them better and better and better and more and more ready and. Um, you know, like I said, that Big 12 is going to be a big challenge, but I think that's going to bring more opportunities for him, and he's going to be able to flip that into uh, bigger and bigger recruits. But yeah, he, he's obviously exhausting all of his resources. You know, he's he's trying to find homegrown kids in Utah. He's also going out finding experienced players in the transfer portal. I mean, like there's nothing else he can do. He's he's one of the best recruiters there there is. Uh, he can, he just connects with people in a great way, and he's got a great staff around him doing the same thing. So, you know, I, I think they're great. I think they're only getting better, and I'm I'm excited to see the transition of the Big 12, as tough as it will be um, at times. Yeah, I've had a few discussions with with um, with you know just a, a number of people about the the high level LDS athlete, right? I'm looking at the roster right now with you, Frank, on on there, and. Um, I think of TJ and Nick, who you signed with, came over from the Lone Peak uh, area. And one of the, the, the conversations I had was that, that that some people feel like, hey, the LDS town isn't as good as it once was. You go through guys like Elijah Bryant and uh, look at Kyle Collinsworth. Even his brother Chris Collinsworth was a baller until he had some injuries. Yeah, yeah you had some dudes in the last. Right? You, Brandon Dave, yeah. You had some dudes. I mean, these guys are all making – money professionally and what what the conversation was like we i don't know if we have those guys as we did in the past i want to get your perspective on that the kind of the next generation of of lds athletes uh be, uh, basketball players has there been a little maybe a little bit of a dip do you think uh it, it, from your perspective 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, because, yeah, uh, you know, there's not tons of names that come to mind since, um, you know, since I've gone pro and, and Elijah and TJ have gone pro. So there, there, there's a little bit of a dip, but, you know, hopefully what goes down eventually comes up, right? I, I mean, I just don't see how it would always stay down because there's, there's just a lot of good former athletes having kids and there's, there's just always good LDS athletes, you know, like the, there's no lack of athletes on the football team, you know, like, and, and that that's within and outside of BYU. So I, you know, I'm not too worried about that. I think maybe right now it's, uh, like you said, a dip at most, but I'm sure, um, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of athletes that, that will be, uh, back from our, I guess, mostly state, but from the churches as well in general. Eric, what's the next step for you in your professional career? Like, what are some of your goals that you have laid out? You're, you're 28. Some people would view that, oh, he's getting older. But, like, you look like you're playing the best basketball that you've ever played. Like, you're, you're yeah, more I versatile mean, than you've ever been. I don't know how you're feeling, yeah. but on film, I mean, I see a really healthy, athletic, bouncy, and high basketball IQ player right now. No, that's yeah, that's how I feel, and and that's why it's, you know I'm fortunate to be in this position playing with this team because they give me a lot of freedom um, to kind of showcase what I can do, and um, yeah, I feel, I feel healthy. I'm I'm having a good time. I'm obviously hoping to to get a chance. Maybe once the dust settles with all these trades and and All Star Week, you never know what could happen with call ups. But again, it's you know I'm not putting any pressure on myself or um, you know thinking that that's the only way I'm going to have a successful season because, you know, like I mentioned earlier, there are things out of my control yeah. and it's a timing thing. I, I Like I hate to say it, but the right guy needs to get cut. The right guy needs to, to yeah. get hurt. The right guy needs to get traded. So it, it's, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in the right place at a good time. It just kind of depends on, on things out of my control. So, um, we'll see what happens. It'd be obviously great to get a call up. I think if I did get one, I'd, I'd stick with the team because once I got in there, they, they'd see what I what I can do and the impact I can have on and off the court. But um, you know, for now, I'm just taking it one day at a time, uh, just enjoying my time with Ignite, um, soaking in this you know super unique opportunity that um, I've been blessed to, to get, and uh, yeah, just just living it up. Eric, love it, man. Oh, one final thing for you. You know, I see certain uh, similarities between guys that are in the league right now and your skill set. What do you want these GMs, these coaches to see um, as far as player comp is concerned when they watch you play? Yeah, you know, I think um, a lot of teams – know me and, and knew me when I was in the G League uh, before. They know what, what I'll bring. So I think like I mentioned before, them seeing the playmaking ability um, and hopefully the, the, the improvements I've made defensively um, being able to make an impact on the ball in the pick and roll and, and, and switches if necessary. You know, if they if they can see that, I think that gives me a better chance because I'd say those are the two things I've worked on the most and, and have made improvements. Um but yeah, player comp. I don't know. You know, my 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 teammate after I got the triple double, uh, my teammates started calling me the the Mormon Jokic, uh, <laughs> which 
which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, it didn't stick by any means, and I refused to let it. But it was pretty funny, and, you know. But it it is a compliment because I, I think he has a really good shot being a three time MVP. You know, three in a row, and he's a playmaking big, which which you know. I know I can be at any level on any team that I'm on. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll just we'll just kind of have to wait and see. Love it, Eric. Appreciate you hopping on, man. Thanks for giving us another. Yeah, update. man. Great, great talking to you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. And uh, we invite everyone head on out to the the next up game to watch Eric play. If you haven't seen him in a while, I think you guys will love to watch how his game has uh, has progressed since he left BYU. You've had an awesome. Um, a professional career thus far and can't wait to see what else you can accomplish Eric we salute you man we appreciate you thanks for hopping on thanks, today, man. Man. yeah appreciate you man we'll there see you ya. go Eric Mika ladies and gentlemen yeah I think TJ and Nick are sitting around going where'd all these assists come from that Eric is posting right because they were lobbing him the ball in <laughs> high school for dunks all the time <laughs> they want some reciprocation man well yeah I mean I, I would say that uh, yeah when you watch Eric's game now just you pull up some highlights. It has evolved for sure. Head on a swivel, uh, really good about anticipate, anticipatory passing, right? Uh, just being able to kind of feel the game come to him. And, you know, I said earlier in the show, I was like, yeah, man, I would like to see him take more threes. And he, he addressed that. He said, look, like, I've become a better pick and pop player, but I, I've also become a, 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 a great playmaker for others. And you can do it either way. You can be a pick and pop guy. He talked about his his relationship with with Coach Walton, and uh, and ha- what what impact he's had on him. So uh, I'm excited, man. I think there's still a lot of gas in the tank here for Eric Mika, and can't wait to watch him in the next up game, the NBA G League. Can't wait to see it. Uh, Frank Jackson's going to be there, right? Mac McClung, uh, Eric Mika, pretty cool cast. Sharif O'Neal too on the roster so we're gonna go to break appreciate eric joining us great insight uh love catching up with former byu greats like eric and you could tell he was profusive in his in his uh his adulation for for mark pope too and the staff and what they're trying to accomplish swinging big and hopefully they hit big and he even addressed he's like yeah there may have been a little dip but it can't be for too long there's got to be some stars on the right and maybe that chandler's coming back coming back guys yeah colin chandler just uh uh, just a, a few months away, right? It'll, it, it'll come. It'll come quick. Spencer Johnson, good basketball player. We need him to play well. We'll discuss what he had to say with the media from yesterday. Coming up next, this is Cougar Sports on ESPN 960. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.